Uh, hey everyone, welcome to the Ganja Show. Our guest for the day is Jeffrey Graham, who is a former director at Google and BlackRock, and also VP at Twitter and NorCal Cannabis. Now he's the founder of Pistol Data, a secret weapon for cannabis sales team. Uh, welcome, Jeffrey, to the show. Happy to have you here. Thank you very much. It's, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Yeah, I was just watching one of your videos on YouTube. It was, I think, a keynote speech for uh, graphics and geeks, something like that. Uh-huh. And you were just talking about how you jumped from a BlackRock, <laughs> uh, totally sad or whatever, let's say, uh, old industry to cannabis. Uh, how did that work out? How did it work out, or or why did it happen? Both things. I mean, yeah. First of all, why did you decide to go to the cannabis industry from? Uh, Yeah. It's a great question. It's a great question. And they certainly are different experiences at BlackRock. Um, we were wearing ties and um, I was um, flying to New York City every other week and uh, from California. And uh, it's a very formal um, uh, environment, uh, traditional environment in, in New York, New York City finance. Yeah. Uh, and um, um, the transition to the cannabis industry has been a hundred percent positive on from that perspective uh it's much uh, more comfortable to be able to be yourself and to uh, be able to express yourself more freely and um and to just to be more comfortable uh, so the contrast is is very big um you know i always have felt that uh, felt that cannabis has been misunderstood um there's been a lot of stigma a lot of stereotypes about cannabis to the point, obviously, of really dangerous and, um, you know, oppressive uh, laws against people um, using cannabis and, um, and distributing cannabis, which have impacted millions of people in, in, in ways that are really unfair and unjust. Um, and I've known um, from personal experience and from, um, from the, uh, the research that has existed is that cannabis actually um, is uh, a substance, a plant that gives people a lot of comfort, physical comfort, whether it's to deal with pain, to help them sleep, yeah. um, or just overall emotional comfort to deal with anxiety or depression. Um, in fact, that's that's likely the, the reason why someone is using um, um, uh, cannabis uh, is to treat these types of things and to relax, which are obviously mixed in with, with these this types of comfort. Um, and I, I felt that cannabis was misunderstood and there was an opportunity to be part of an industry which was going to be a transformation of the way that people understand the plant and the way that it's... Um, that it's used. And then obviously the commercial aspect of that, which is intertwined. And, and I, I, I thought that it was going to be a very exciting adventure and um, create a lot of opportunity for people. And I wanted to be a part of it. And so that's why I jumped in. Yeah, that that's great. I mean, one thing that you talked about is the opportunity. Uh, you guys currently are serving the California market, I guess. Uh, yes. And you are a data company. So uh, just talking about us i mean in india we just talk about it being a 25 billion dollar industry where it's not even a million dollar industry right now because uh, the rules are quite vague and a lot of other things are there but what about the potential i mean a lot of companies have already blown up in us and canada and they're also losing a lot of money but what is the potential right now uh, left in the cannabis industry in the us hmm 
Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that I, the, the way that I envision this is um, thinking about all of the different industries and products that I think will be transformed by cannabis. Mm -hmm. And when I say cannabis, I also mean cannabinoids, which are the, the, the components of cannabis, which yeah. make their ways into all different types of products like beverages and uh, edibles. <clears throat> so I think that cannabis will certainly be transformative in the um, alcohol beverage industry. There'll be a lot of replacement that I think is already happening, which I think will be healthy for a lot of people. Yeah. That's just beginning. Um, I think there'll be um, a transformation in the pharmaceutical industry <clears throat> where uh, um, cannabinoids as they're discovered and as they're uh, researched will be uh, increasingly a part of the, the way people treat themselves. Um, so I think that cannabis really is just at the beginning. Uh, and then when you start to think about the beauty industry and topicals and creams and, and the things that will be transformed by hemp. So I don't think of this industry as even close to, I wouldn't even call it immature. It's really just at the very, very beginning of the impact it's going to make. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a quite interesting point that you made. It won't be just the cannabis, like the plant in general, but even the cannabinoids, they'll, you know, make it, make their way to different other products as well. Uh, one thing I think you were just mentioning again in uh, some time back was um, the uh, consumer insights that you get. And I think that was something that you mentioned inside your keynote as well. Uh, people think of cannabis consumers as a guy who's uh, smoking some pot and playing Fortnite. And, uh, and you've worked in consumer insights for a long period of time. And now I think obviously the market is matured. What are the types of consumers that you see right now? And where do you thought that after coming from BlackRock, you thought there's so many other types of people who want to consume cannabis and like the totally different mindset that happened for you? Yeah. Well, I think that um, one of the reasons why we have a certain image of cannabis uh, in our head and cannabis use in our head is because some types of consumption are public and sometimes some types of consumption are not public. Yeah. So the public type of consumption is maybe at a concert or, you know, at the outside a nightclub. And so it's associated in our minds of, you know, OK, recreational fun use, which mm -hmm. obviously there that's a part. But then there's this whole under, uh, you know, this this private consumption of maybe someone preparing a tea for themselves to go to sleep or somebody treating their pain in the morning for uh, or, um, you know, people that are um, trying to deal with their anxiety or their depression through through the, the plant. We don't see that, but that's actually a huge part of the consumption of cannabis. So 84% of uh, people uh, who consume cannabis in California uh, use it to treat some type of physical or emotional symptom as part of their use. So it's, it's very widespread. Uh, you know, California is a market of, uh, you know, there's 40 million people in California. It's probably the most mature market, um, mature large market in the United States. So we can use that as sort of an example. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I did research when I was at NorCal Cannabis to understand people who consume cannabis. Uh, we found that uh, women were just as likely as men to consume cannabis. Um, 
that um, older people and younger people consume cannabis yeah. uh, and people consume cannabis for a wide variety of reasons. So I know there are a lot of people playing Fortnite and using cannabis. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of other people as well that are that are using the using the plant. Yeah, I think with regards to older people, I mean, they were also young ones and they used to uh, use pot before, but then they stopped because maybe age or the stigma behind it. Have you seen some people, I mean, coming back into the industry because it's been legalized now? Yeah, I, I think that the um, large majority of the business is still uh, uh, in transformation. There's still people that have... Um, have been using consistently, you know, mm-hmm. has been consuming consistently because in California, there has been access through the medical market for a long time. Long time. Yeah. Um, I think there are people coming back in as it becomes more socially acceptable. Um, I, I think that that is true. It's hard to get data on that. Um, um, the, the, the large market share, the large dollar spends are people that have been using um, continually. But I'm sure that will change, particularly as new products appear uh, that are that don't require um, combustion, don't require smoking, yeah. which I think is a little bit of a barrier for some people, rightly so. Um, so edibles, beverages, um, certainly topicals, pain relief, and things like that are, are 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 a lower barrier for people to come back into that um, into that consumption. Yeah, I think Can is one of the brands that has come into the beverage, CBD beverage industry, right? Uh, are they based yeah. out of California? I believe so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think there was a lot of hype around them and a lot of investment also coming in. Um, yeah, I mean, just talking about from the perspective of, like I said before, there has been so many companies that have gone now bust in general. <laughs> so many companies in Canada, I think I have read more about Canada so I know more about that that they got a lot of investment they went public and now their shares are plummeting down they're shutting out their warehouses so many other things has that been a similar case in uh, US well you know first of all the, the it, it may be it may be obvious but the relationship of someone's stock price and the mm-hmm. actual demand in the the maturity in the market often those are completely separated yeah GameStop being a great example <laughs> yeah stop become 16,000 percent more valuable or have more more customers over the course of two weeks than um, it did before um, and I think that uh, you see a similar um, 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 type of um, separation in the in the market where stocks can go up and they can go down but that's not changing the underlying um, uh, you know dynamic within the market. So yeah. I think it's a growing market. The one thing that's different about uh, cannabis is that it's it's highly sensitive to regulation. So uh, mm-hmm. as things get become more normalized and as uh, can, cannabis becomes legal in more states and then ultimately federally, that will unleash the market quite a bit. Um, 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 and, and I think the stocks are very sensitive to that. Um, in California, there have been swings up and down, uh, particularly in the private investment market, because there hasn't been that much public activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are there have been people that have um, done really, really well in riding those swings up or riding those swings down. My main focus has been 
just what's actually happening in terms of the consumer and um, and the products in the market, and that's those don't that doesn't swing as much as the stock tickers. Yeah, yeah, I think the demand for the like for new products or even the old ones has been growing steadily in the US, especially during the lockdown. I mean, so many people were replacing alcohol consumptions by cannabis consumption because you ultimately have limited amount of money to spend on things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, just talking about like the problems that you just mentioned, uh, what were the problems that you saw while working at NorCal that you then decided to, you know, then start Pistol uh, Data? Mm-hmm. Well, I was hired at NorCal Cannabis as the head of business intelligence. My, my role was to help NorCal answer key strategic questions with data, questions like, what products should we create? Um, how do we position our brands? How do we go to market with those brands? How do we convince retailers to stock those brands? Um, and yeah. um, you know, as 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 the head of business intelligence, my job was to answer those questions with data. Uh, and I looked around and found that there wasn't a lot of data. Um, there wasn't a lot of data within 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 the actual business because it was a um, uh, you know, all of these are, are, are basically startups. So it's, you know, often don't have mature data pipelines within the company, but yeah. within the industry itself, there, there wasn't the type of data that I needed to help make those decisions. Um, the data was, that was available, um, wasn't comprehensive enough. It wasn't fast enough. It wasn't local enough. Uh, and it didn't have the, um, it wasn't tuned right for everybody in the organization to use it. So it really was out of that experience, which was we need better data and we need better tools that serve the purposes of helping people make decisions every day. That that's when I um, founded Pistol Data. Yeah, yeah. I think that one of the best things about that is you found a problem in the industry and then started, you know, working on it. With your past experience, which not a lot of people are doing, uh, like just talking about India, I mean, think a lot of people have just seen that some hemp products are coming in the market. So they just take that product and rebrand it from the same manufacturer and then just start selling it without any data. So I think that's one of the things that are really important. Yeah. Yes, uh, I agree. Uh, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, the poster behind you. Is that something particular uh, about the high times or <laughs> that's just a random yeah, poster? Um, yeah, it's um, it's just uh, it's a cover from High Times magazine. It's a kind of a celebration of 25 years of the cannabis industry. And um, it kind of shows that the, the history of cannabis goes back very far in this in this country um it's not it didn't pop up two years ago uh, yeah, no. uh and uh it there's there's a deep culture of it and uh practice and expertise and yeah i guess that's why i keep it around yeah <laughs> that's why i think one of the better thing about uh you know becoming coming in the cannabis industry is you get to uh have a more relaxed environment around you and meet to like get, get to meet so many great people yeah absolutely uh thank you so much jeffrey for being on the show i mean it was a lovely session talking to you uh and uh obviously i mean you shifting from uh google then twitter to then something else and then coming 
to uh, cannabis is i think inspiration for a lot of people who are trying to enter the industry or whatever like there can't be any stigma now because you came from i think silicon valley to this and yeah any any last remarks for people why if they want to maybe start their own company now or uh, get into the industry well you know i i got involved in the internet business in the late 90s um and uh when there were there were still a lot of people thinking that um it wasn't going to be that big of a deal yeah <laughs> you know i i joined twitter when um still people were saying oh this is just something that people talk about what they had for breakfast yeah um and i kind of see uh cannabis in the same place where there's some people that see the future of cannabis and some people that don't and i think that if you see it and you understand how important and transformational it will be that uh um you should believe it and uh um if you get involved you work hard you do what you say you're going to do uh and and really focus on on building relationships and trying hard in the industry i think there's going to be unlimited opportunity for people yeah 100% i think that's a big point i mean like you said i it sounds ridiculous now but people actually thought that internet won't be a thing anymore in the future or maybe facebook twitter instagram won't be a thing in the future and now i mean these are the giants who are controlling so many things yeah yes exactly yeah thank you so much jeffrey i, I think uh, uh it was great talking to you to talk to you too thank you for your time <laughs>